Hey, business building warrior, welcome to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I have a guest today. This is a very happy coaching student who's hitting some really great numbers, and we'll jump into that in the episode. You'll get to, to meet Glenn Sesco today. He is a full-time teacher. He's been teaching public school system for quite a long time, and he's involved in the agriculture element of teaching. And he talks about some of the value of helping kids get into the ag fields, just the lessons, the great entrepreneurship and life lessons of exposing children to ag-related topics. And there's a lot of homeschool families in our community that we've seen, and, and they swear by it as well. There's something about being raised on a farm or being around animals. And we talk about things like the delayed gratification lessons that are built in, all the natural entrepreneurial instincts that are developed in kids who are exposed to those kinds of concepts. I know I was raised on a farm until I was 10. I had a couple hours of chores to do every morning. I think that instilled a lot of very valuable things into me as far as work ethic and value of hard work and time and money that doesn't come easy. And like I said, delayed gratification, cool lessons there. But we also segment into talking about Amazon, how he finds profitable products to sell on Amazon. Here's yet another example of someone who's building an exciting business, a thriving business using the Amazon replens model that we teach in the Proven Amazon course. Over time, he's hired a virtual assistant in the Philippines pays her a few dollars an hour, and she is thrilled. You'll love how he describes how her life changed at the moment she began getting paid by Glenn and because she was able to completely change her life. A few dollars per hour for him started a whole new series of opportunities for his virtual assistant who loves the work that she gets to do. And she's finding more profitable products for Glenn than he can possibly get to. He's, he's got hundreds of them that he just can't get to because he doesn't have the time to go buy them either online or in the stores. Sounds like he might need a shopper soon. We talk about automating the entire business, how this can be something that just is reduced to a report that you monitor if you want it to be that kind of business. Certainly can be. So it's a bright future for this business model. It's a bright future for our coaching team as we continue to add great coaches like Glenn, our latest coach, our coaching students, proven Amazon course students. So many great things happening right now. I, if I didn't mention, Glenn is one of our latest coaches who's joining us as well. So keep that in mind. He's a new coach on our team that we're bringing on board. Such a teacher's heart, very successful business, perfect fit for the kind of leaders that we like to attract around here. So enjoy getting to know Glenn a little bit more. And I hope that this episode serves you very well. One little request before I jump over and introduce our guest today. If you haven't left us a review before on your favorite listening app, if you're listening to this, which most people just listen to these episodes, or if you're on YouTube, hey, we love to have you follow us, leave a thumbs up, five star. Better yet, take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That would be very appreciated. All of that helps get the word out because our marketing budget as of today remains $0 spent on marketing this show. You are our marketing department. If you find value in this show, please spread the word. All right, let's jump over and meet Glenn Sesco. You're going to really like this guy. So Glenn, welcome. Good to have you here, buddy. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be here. After listening to the podcast for as long as I have, I've, it's always kind of a dream to get to do it. And so it's kind of surreal to actually be here. 
Well, the honor is all mine, man. I can't believe what I get to do for a living, talking to successful entrepreneurs or in our community, coming up through the ranks, becoming coaches. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. But I want to get into your story, man. Let's hear it. Take us through. All right. Well, I am an agricultural science teacher. I teach agriculture and uh, I have loved my job. You know, I, I feel you talk about you shouldn't, about passion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I teach ag not because I was passionate about agriculture. I taught ag because someone changed my life. And as a senior, you know, schools do a great job of training employees. They do a terrible job of training self-thinkers and entrepreneurs. <laughs> Amen. And you're so, going to get me distracted on a soapbox <laughs> if you're not careful. Yeah, that's a great observation. Will find themselves in a position their senior year where they realize a bell has told me when to sit down, when to stand up, when to go to the bathroom, when to mm-hmm. eat, and they've never had to do anything for themselves. And as a senior, you see them every year go, oh, what do I do now? And I was in that position 30 years ago. And I look back at some of my friends that I used to hang out with, and they weren't in the best of positions. And the only difference was I had taken ag and they hadn't. And I said, you know, if, if I could do that for somebody, that's what I wanted to do. And so that was the reason I was an ag teacher. And I have loved it for 25 years. Absolutely hey, I want to go a little deeper on that, man. I know we could cruise past it, but what is it specific about ag? And let me just make an observation as I set that up. You know, of course, agriculture, getting outside, getting your boots dirty, getting your fingernails dirty, feeding animals. You know, I was raised on a farm. I had a two hours of chores to do before school every day mm-hmm. until I was about 10 years old, right? I didn't know that I was getting some good lessons, but I was. That hard work, worth that, worth that. And, you know, delayed gratification is a big one, right? Like, yes. Yes. how many people never have figured that one out? You can't help but delay gratification if you're on a farm. But help me connect some of those dots. What is it about that? And, and many homeschool families do that still, like the homesteading type of, you know, got a garden, got a few animals, the lessons built in. Connect some dots for the listeners. Why is that so valuable? What have you, I mean, you've been doing this for a while teaching kids. What do you so, see happen? To me, agricultural education is probably the best thing you can do for a student. And most people would think that it's all about teaching kids about agriculture. But the, the dirty little secret is we just use animals and agriculture to teach good human beings. Mm. Your first day of my class, I meet you at the door and I look you in the eye and I shake your hand and I introduce myself. The whole first year is nothing but personal development. and those kids want to do the animals. They want to do the agricultural outside of school experience. But to do that, you have to do all those other things that most kids don't want to do. And so we're able to use that carrot and stick to get, I mean, it's just amazing. And and we talked earlier about you living in Indianapolis when we have our national convention there. It's amazing. How many tens of thousands of these good kids? Yeah, so it'll be 30, 50,000 kids. Mm -hmm. And nothing bad happens. But that's the uh, FFA, right? Yes, the FFA. Future, Future Farmers of America. <laughs> yes, <laughs> great organization. Be, you know, yeah. for a long time it was Future Farmers of America, and 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 technically it still is, but they like to call it the FFA organization. But you know, you hear the, all these business owners going, you know, we have all these conventions, but your kids come in and say yes, sir, and no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and they leave tips, and they don't, mm-hmm. they clean up their messes. Mm-hmm. And I said yes. Kids don't get to go with us if they don't do that. And so I tell everyone, the best thing you can do for your kid is let them be in that program, not because they're going to be a farmer, 
not because they're going to ever raise animals, but because of the human being that we help them to become. Man, that's phenomenal. You know, just as a side note too, if public schools had teachers with your kind of heart just packing out, (laughs) and a lot of them do. I know you're under a system that just puts tremendous strain on, you know, it's not the teachers that are a problem for the most part. There's a lot of good people like you, but man, just the public system is, I know it's caused you some frustrations and we don't have to dive too far into that because you still do it and you still love doing it, but I wouldn't mind exploring as much as you're comfortable. You're so, still there. You don't plan to be long-term maybe. What's the, um, you know, how's that shape well, for you and why? I'm, I'm going to be there till I can retire. I, I'm so vested now. I'm not going to leave before I get that retirement. That's not going to happen. So um, <laughs> sure. probably another year. Yeah. But there, those teachers are still here. Jim, it's the government that's causing the problems in education. Teachers want to do what's best. Mm-hmm. But when the government controls the purse strings and says, if you don't do this, you don't get this, then we have to do things backwards. And we start letting kids turn in late work, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks late, and you can't take anything off. And oh, by the way, you know they didn't come to school all semester, but if you'll come sit in the cafeteria for two days, we'll let you make up all your time that you miss. And then they wonder why kids are doing that more and more. Well, when they saw the kid last year not come to school and graduate, well, now they think, well, I don't have to either. And it all goes back to the government controlling the money And when they do that, they put these systems in place and the school districts are so dependent on that money, they're trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a sad, it is, it's a sad situation. This was was a podcast about education. I I know we could dive deep on this. I've got some very strong opinions. I think everybody does. But, you know, I've said before on this show that the responsibility to educate a child lies solely on the parent. And if they want to use the school as a resource to supplement that, phenomenal. Beautiful. You got a good school, good to do it. You want to do it at home? Do it that way. But your responsibility as a parent is to educate that child. School's not going to save the day if you're a bad parent. <laughs> it's just not. That, that right there would fix all of education's problems. The problem is, is nobody wants, they want everyone else to be responsible. No one wants to take that self-responsibility. I can tell you, I call home and talk to parents and that, well, that's not my job. That's your job. Yeah, that's well, sad. I'm just a tool. I'm just a tool to use, but well, we, we could, we're both very passionate <laughs> on that subject and hopefully we haven't scared anybody away or better yet, hopefully we got people locked in going, all right, I like these guys. I can relate. Where are we going now? This is an e-commerce podcast. So help me stay on track, Glenn. But, uh, but so you're a full-time public school teacher. You're teaching kids. I think entrepreneurship and taking care of animals, taking care of the land, there's so many overlapping lessons there. Talk us through that and transition us into uh, e-commerce. So... I've always taught students about entrepreneurship. That's part of our curriculum as well, because all farmers, all agriculturists, it's an entrepreneurship. You know, they don't raise animals for the fun of it. They raise it to make a living Mm -hmm. and to feed all of us. And so it's always been a unit, but it's a passion of mine teaching entrepreneurship. And I can go back through my Facebook and show you a hundred students now who have their own businesses. And that to me is, I just, I love that. That's awesome. Yes. You know, you, you get so frustrated and what the school's doing or what the government's doing, but then you can always look back and go, okay, yeah, yeah, that's why I did that. And we were at the Fort Worth Stock Show the other day and kids didn't even know I was there. And they were talking about some of the motivational quotes I was making them learn in class. And they were just talking in normal conversation. I went, okay, so it is working. They are listening. 
And well, so we, we need more teachers like that, buddy. So at one point I thought, you know what? I'm sitting here teaching all these kids about having being an entrepreneur. And what am I doing? I'm just here being a teacher. And I, you need to do what you preach, say what you preach. And so I was like, you know what? So I started doing it. And um, I started this deal. First time I heard about Amazon was, I think, 2016 or 17. And um, just started doing some RA, just clearance items and things. And I liked it. And then our ag program really grew and I, it just took up too much of my time. And so I came back when times were getting hard in education. I was like, you know what? I've got to start not saying I'm getting out of education, but I've got to start making that landing pad for when I do. And uh, that's when I signed up. Um, well, I'll be honest. I started trying to do replans. Gosh, back in the summer, I just, it just, I couldn't do it, Jim. I, I just, and now I hear all these people complaining and I was like, I know I was there. Yeah. And I just couldn't. It hadn't and clicked just, yet. You're talking summer click. 2021. Yes. As we're recording this about six, eight months ago. And so I knew I had to make this work. So I called the coaching office. I said, hey, I need to do coaching. And I'll be real honest with you. I was kind of testing. I didn't, I was like, okay, now how hard are they really, you know, once you call, are they going to really push and prod and, you know, in, you know, make you feel bad if you can't afford it or whatever. And I was so surprised. I said, well, you know, this may not be for you. Let's talk to you. And then there was never an ounce of pressure or anything. Mm, and good. I already knew from the community how well, I mean, I've been in the community since 2016 or 17, but even the coaching deal was like, hey, if this is good for you, great. If not, let us know. We'll do something else, you know? And I was like, okay. And, and that's the reason I love this whole community is, you know where you stand. Everything's honest and above board. And I, I just love that about it. I appreciate that feedback. Yeah, we, we do it very differently. I was called crazy for a few years. Our coaching program, we, you know, we've been doing it coming up on 20 years now. No, not quite. 17, 18 years, 7,000 students. But from day one, I fired the first three coaching directors within a week or two because I didn't understand the basic thing. I'm, it's like, this isn't going to be a high pressure monitor the conversion rate we're only going to work with people that we can turn into success stories, which means we got to really know who we're working with. That way, once we get into this several years in, we just got, got a long train of success stories. And we can't be pressuring people into decisions they regret a few days later and expect right. them to, to become success stories. You know, if they're, if they're wondering, man, I shouldn't have done this. I just got pressured. I got tricked into... No, we want success stories. So I appreciate you that feedback because it is a very low pressure. We've probably walked away from many people who would have made great coaching students, but we don't want anyone feeling uncomfortable with the process. So mm -hmm. we say, hey, take your time, think about it, get back to us in a few months. It's just how we roll. So I appreciate that feedback, man. No problem. So when I signed up, Adam Chantos is my coach and has been just absolutely amazing. Adam, I can't recommend him enough. He's been amazing. And it literally, it clicked. And, you know, there were some things that just, I'm not saying that he told me anything that I hadn't already heard. Mm -hmm. It just, something clicked. And all of a sudden I started seeing them and I was doing, I cannot sit in the store and look at shelves. I go crazy. Nowadays I can, if I find something, I can look real quick and go through keep it and everything, pull all three up real fast and do it. But for me, I can just go take pictures and sit at home. And to this day, I'm doing $10,000 a month. And all I have is Keepa and Rev Seller. That's yep. all I have. That's it. <laughs> it's just so, like we recorded a podcast episode today. I was talking about, uh, hey, how big can you scale with just Keepa? Mm -hmm. 20 bucks a month tool. 
No other tools needed, nothing else. Once you understand it. And I was using Oscar, one of our good examples of what you can do. He and his wife, they're doing seven plus figures. I think they said they're going to hit 1.8 this year. <laughs> Just keep on rep and hustle. That's it. Like That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's this isn't complex, but you do need to learn the process, like you said. Until that light bulb comes on, it it is a little confusing. But it's kind of like riding a bike, right? Once you get it, you kind of you know. There's always new skills to add. Correct. Once you get it, you get it, right? And once you get it, you get it. But there's certain things that you know. If you see those things every day at every store, they're probably not good. Mm-hmm. If you walk down the aisle, go, wait, what's that? If it looks different, you better look at it. One of mine is the top shelf and the bottom shelf. Look at the top shelf. Look at the bottom shelf. There's always gold there. And I don't know. I do know it's because those middle shelves have lots of money invested to get those store shelves space. And so the, the least lesser known items are on those bottom and top shelves and they're harder to find. Well, let me, let me have you contrast, if you would, because you spent some time scanning barcodes, looking for deals, that sort of thing, and playing mm-hmm. around. And that's the way a lot of people do this business. And that's not what replens is. It's not that at all. So I love hearing students who've gone through it, the light bulbs come on, talk about the difference between scanning barcodes, looking for discounts that you can flip, and the replens model. Just put it in your own words. So for me, the replens is something I can buy over and over at retail price when I need it, instead of always searching. I can literally get on Target, Walmart, whatever, and buy it today, have it shipped tomorrow, and have it here at my house, instead of having to go to 12 different stores, looking on the clearance aisles, see if something is there. Now, that does not mean that I'm not, every time I go into my Tom Thumb, they have a clearance aisle. I'm absolutely looking at every one of those things. I'm not going to leave $20 bills sitting there. But, you know, I want things that I can go pick up and ship in pretty quick. And what standards are you using when you look at an item to evaluate an item? How much profit do you need? ROI, that sort of thing. How many drops per month? Just when for I, slightly more experienced replant sellers, where are you at? So when I started, I was happy with 60 ROI, 20% margins, and at least $2. As you get going, you start finding out, you know what? That's a whole lot of work for $2. So you start slowly getting rid of those lesser ones. And what I have found now is being a one-man operation and doing that $10,000 a month, I caught myself spending too much time away from my family. I'm trying to do this so I can spend more time with my family. And so I was like, you know what? I've got to start. And so now we are sourcing higher priced items, you know, and so, you know, I can still make that $10, but I only got to ship one thing in instead of three. And so that that's that's where I'm headed now. And I've always said, I'll hustle. I will hustle, hustle, hustle. I don't care. But at some point, you have to realize your time is worth money. And how much time are you willing to put in for that product? And people ask me, what should I look for? It's not what you should look for. It's what are you comfortable with? Yeah, sure. How much, how much time? And, and this is something that could be systemized too. And right now, you're a one-man show. But... This can very quickly and easily become something. Many people in our community are becoming very creative in the way that they completely automate this and it's reduced to a report that they check. <laughs> you know, I mean, the wheels are all churning. That is absolutely where we are going. And, and you know, when I got into this, I'm always a, a vision person, a goal setting type person. And when I jumped in here again this time, I was like, look, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. 
And I realized I didn't make a vision for what I wanted this business to look like in a year or two years or 10 years. And so over Christmas, I sat down and made a vision of what, you know, why I'm doing this, what it's going to be for, and what it's going to look like in five years. And so that's what's guiding me now is not just, you know, how much can I make next month, but it's what can I make this business look like so that it fits what I want in my life. And that's probably my biggest takeaway here in my list of things is before you start, make a vision on what you want your life to look like and then build your business to make that life happen. I love it. Yes, very well said. That gives you a, it gives you a course to stick to. And if you find yourself spinning your wheels too long, staying up too late at night, chasing two and five and $10 bills, like, why am I doing this exactly? <laughs> you know, is this taking me where I want to be? Can this be automated and systemized? And, and that's what I love. And that, that's the one thing I like that you pointed out too about this model is it's not that churn of, man, I'm going to go out and spend all day this Saturday and I hope I find enough to justify having spent that much time. No, it's here's the shopping list. Here's the replens that sold in the last week. I got to go buy more of them. You can give that list to teenager and have them do it or you can go do it yourself. That it's reduced to a list and you're trying to grow that list as big as you can over time. Uh, Absolutely. The wheels are really turning. As far as the system goes, you have to find out where your bottleneck is. For some people, they can't stand shopping. Mm -hmm. I'll go shop and I'll wind up with a garage full of products, but they'll still be out there and I'll go out the next day and buy more product but I won't get them shipped and packed. So, okay, so that's my bottleneck. That's what I have to work on now. You know, and so as you'll, you'll see, and, and that's why I say everyone's business is going to be different because you got to do what you, what works for you. You can't just come in here and I need a cookie cutter. There is no such thing as a cookie cutter. Nope. You know, it's what you need for you and your family. Yeah, that's so good. Well, one of the things we're in the process of doing is, is bringing you on as a coach, right? Yes. Yes. I did sign just recently and yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I love those aha moments, getting to see those students when they finally figure it out. And so this is going to be something that I think I'm really going to enjoy. Do you remember, do you happen to remember the two qualifiers that we have for people who join our coaching team? I'll share them if you don't recall. I'm not trying to test you or anything, but, um, but you have them. <laughs> You're you a shining a, example of someone who has a, both. You have to have a teacher's heart. I do know that one. And you have to, it's all about relationship. That- yeah, absolutely. One of the qualifiers is that you got to be succeeding, which you've already oh, shared. Succeed, with that's us, right. right. Okay. Correct. But that, I mean, that's the list. So he, all of our, you've mentioned Adam as your coach and we've got over 30 coaches at this point, but it's people who have to, have to have a little spare time in your week to do it. Teacher's heart, succeeding. Absolutely, man. And you personify that. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm super excited. And you know, you know, it's it's one of those things where, when you can help others. So as Zig Ziglar has always said, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll have everything in the world that you need. And so even in the Bible, you have to give before you receive. And so the more you give, the more you'll receive. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and you'll find too, you know, just the gift of, it didn't make sense to me when I was a kid like that. I'll never make sense to me when I heard people say it, but it's so much more rewarding to give than to receive. <laughs> but that's just so true. I mean, I like those good paydays. I like those hitting those new goals, those new numbers and paying down some bills on this or that, you know, that's all good. But having somebody send you a testimonial saying, my marriage was a wreck. I didn't know what I was going to do. And finances were in, in the trash can and, you know, all these negative things. That's where we were. 
And now, in no small part to what I've learned and applied from this community, we're here now in this much better, strong position, talking about the future and getting our kids and our business and our marriage has never been better. You get a handful of those coming across your desk every week. There's nothing better, man. It's just, it is an incredible position to be in. And I, I feel very blessed to serve with great guys like you, the rest of the team to do just that. It's not just financial improvements, as you know. Yeah. And we're helping people improve their their marriages, their life circumstances, their health, the stress that comes from being in a financially strapped situation. I mean, that's no joke. So you know, we're arguably, <laughs> we're better, the best health management plan you can have is to get your life in order, right? If you go talk to any teacher, they have a drawer full of all of their thank you cards. Because when things get bad, that's what keeps you going. It's not the paycheck. It's not anything else. It's all those kids that it worked for. You're like, okay, yeah, that's why. And you close that drawer back and you get up and you go teach the next class. <laughs> you get back at it. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I've never heard that, but it makes total sense. Because I know when I'm having a down day, I just flip open the testimonials and start scrolling through them. And, and, and instantly I'm just like, all right, thank you, God. I'm going to serve another day because look what you've done through us. You know, it's funny you say that because one of my things was, is mindset. And every time it's happened, it is, a, a, you know, I've made a mistake. I sent in, it was a three pack and I, it just had one picture. I didn't look at the listing right. And I sent in singles and didn't realize it, of course. So I sold one and someone complained, right? Oh no. And so I was so upset. I'd sent in, you know, anyway, so I'm calling them back. I'm so upset. I'm like, God, how did I do that? I can't believe I did that. And then I, that was my first $500 day. And mm. I was like, so here I was complaining about this, but it led me to this. So just, you know, and so I tell everyone, when you get upset, that's okay. And if you get mad, you can put it down today, but you got to keep coming back because the only way you ever fail at this business is to quit. As long as you don't quit, you'll succeed at this business. You just have to keep trying, you know, and some people are, you know, at six months and they're already doing $30,000 months and I'm sitting here at 10,000, but that's okay. Cause you just keep going forward and you'll be all right. Yeah. The trajectory. I'm, I'm more concerned. I put it this way in a post just yesterday. I'm, I'm more interested, far more interested in your trajectory than your current location. Meaning are, are you willing to continue learning? Are you moving forward? Yes, you're going to stub your toe and bump your head. Your line may not go up as sharp to the right as some other people's, but if it's going up and to the right in general, you're, you're going to be in a really good place two, five years from now. You know, it's, it's about that discipline to continue moving forward. And you're absolutely right. That's the blessing of this business model is if you do the work, it consistently works well. And it's not just the model, I think is what you're starting to experience too in our group is, and you mentioned it earlier in your qualifications when we're looking for coaches, you've got to be relationship oriented. That's part for me of having a teacher's heart is like, you truly care about this. You care about the relationship. You want to get that phone call 10 years from now when that kid's CEO of some major, like, hey, you're the reason without you, I wouldn't be like, there's nothing that beats that, right? And you're starting to feel some of that appeal of the, the culture, the community that's been built here. So it's not just the business model, it's the relationships too. You get those two combined. and. I think we've become a bit of an unstoppable force as a community for people who Absolutely. want to take this stuff seriously. And, and you're like one of the latest examples of that. Absolutely. This community has been amazing. I was struggling. I couldn't figure out my printer with my computer. And someone just said, hey, jump on. I'll figure it out. I'll help you figure it out. And we just jumped on together. 
I didn't pay anyone. It wasn't a coach. It was just someone on the group that said they could help. And we jumped on and did it. It was amazing. So, you know, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, you've heard of Robert Kiyosaki and I was reading one of his books early on. It's been a while back and just amazed by someone who saw the world the way he did. But one of the things that jumped off the page to me was he said, if, if you go to in the middle of a town and you don't know anybody and you want to find yourself the greatest odds of the greatest quality of people that you can find in that town, where do you go? Do you go to the hospital? Do you go to the school? Do you go to the church? Do you go to, he said, I'd encourage you to find out where some of the nicer neighborhoods are, the business owners. He says, because the thing that you have to do to build a successful business, the discipline you have to have, the kind of heart you have to have, the kind of energy and motivation and, and kind kindness and this, you know, all the things that go into, not that everybody who owns a business is a saint, not saying that, but I'm saying your greatest odds, people who own businesses and run businesses successfully just tend to be really great people. Another mentor of mine, Lappin, says, if all I know about you is you've run a successful, profitable business for a significant period of time, you're a safe bet in my book. I wouldn't necessarily say that about just about any other profession. Absolutely. To me, it's the relationships. And so one thing we haven't really touched on yet is one of the things I did early on, and I encourage everyone, make sure you know how to do your business before you outsource or get help or anything else. But one of my really, really good friends had met someone who lived in the Philippines and he spent all of COVID locked down in the Philippines. He couldn't leave. He couldn't go anywhere. And so when I was looking for a VA, I was going to, you know, I think it was a little before the one we have here through the, through the MST. And I was like, you were over there. I said, do you know anyone? He goes, absolutely. And he sent me Flora and I have trained her and she is so much better than me. She is so much better than I am. And so I literally, I think I have 300 ASINs that I can't get to yet. And so it's amazing. But what the most amazing part, and the reason I'm telling the story is now I see her on Facebook and she, she was having to teach English. She, so she's in the Philippines. She knows five languages. She translates and she teaches Japanese students English in the Philippines of her native language. Just, just amazing. But she was doing like four different jobs. Mm-hmm. Today, all she does is work for me. And if, wow. I, if, if I told someone I'm paying someone $5 an hour, they think I'm paying them slave labor. Yeah. She is traveling. Yeah. She is going all over the place, having the time of her life. Getting All she does is take her computer with her. And she just thinks it. And she just, she thanks me all the time. That's and beautiful. I love this subject. For me to get to do that for her is just amazing. Yeah. Well, you you hinted at it's Proven Replans VA, provenreplansva.com. It, it'll be in the show notes. But you actually had a friend who knew someone in the Philippines. And we love the Philippines for several different re- reasons, Filipinos specifically, as a virtual assistant. And it sounds like she's searching for replens for you, finding more than you can possibly get to. We have a lot of people with that same scenario because they've hired virtual assistants that we're training right now, provenreplensva.com. We train them for you. They work just for you. sounds like you kind of found and trained your your own great partner in this regard. Uh, But some of the things that stand out about the Philippine culture specifically is, one, if you happen to be American, they love working for an American-based company. They love the US dollar. Yes. And the part that just blows my mind, and this has been true for 15, 18 years, and 
for the foreseeable future, the US dollar just goes so far there. So that $5 an hour you're paying her, she's making 30 bucks an hour, maybe, you know, equivalent local currency. And this, how that's freed her up. What was she making doing all this translation work? Do you happen to know what her rate was? I don't know, but it is less than she was making with me. Significantly so less, yeah. I'm sure. And yeah. so it, it just boggles my mind what, you know, and all I was doing was literally sending pictures. And then we shared a drive on Google mm-hmm. and she would look at the pictures and do them for me. Mm-hmm. And when she asked me, it was a little before Christmas, she said, um, she calls me Sir Glenn. Uh, I feel so inadequate. You don't just call me Glenn. <laughs> right. But um, she was kind of like, you know, I'm doing three jobs plus you. She goes, if I could work full time, I could quit the other three jobs. And I was like, Flora, well, I'll take care of you. I will do whatever I need to do. And what I realized was, is though, but if I paid her full time, I was going to have less money to build my business, correct? And so I reached out. And uh, today, James Miller, who was also on the podcast, he and I work together and he pays her half time and I pay her half time. And then James is an expert at the Keep a Product Keeper. So now all we do is a Keep a Product Finder. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing. And she was so frustrated at first. Gosh, I'll tell you, she was frustrated. And so what I do is I'll still send her pictures every now and then. So when she gets upset, you know, she can do go back to the pictures that she was comfortable with. And the last time I sent her pictures, she goes, no more pictures, Sir Glenn. This is too easy now. Let's just keep doing this. <laughs> that's so and, good. Oh, yeah, that's the training we've got coming. Brian Olson's putting that together. I was just talking to him this morning. Another one of our great coaches, great leaders on our team who's really kind of perfected this advanced Keepa strategy. We're not going to dive into right now, but yeah, where you can just let Keepa crank out possible replans for you to investigate. And let's say you get four or 500, you know, you can sit there yourself and, and go through them, or you can pay someone in the Philippines a few dollars per hour that's been trained and they go through it and find the good replans in that, uh, in that list. There's a little gap, I think, in the conversation here. I want to serve those who are kind of new to all of this for just a moment. You say, you know, take a picture of a local store shelf. How complicated could that be? How much time does it take? And I know like when I take a picture of a store shelf and send it to our virtual assistant, we have them do the same thing. Yeah, it could be 20 or 30 different price tags on the, on the you know, different products there. What are they doing exactly when they go through that picture? What have you trained your virtual assistant to do in summary? So in summary, she goes through every single one from top left to right, next shelf, left to right. And she types in the brand and maybe green bean. Okay. And that's it. And what comes up? Not looking at the barcodes or anything else. Well, but then what will happen is it in not from the United States, it's a little harder for her sometimes to rabbit trail. If you or I were doing it, it's easier to go, oh, wait a minute. Well, what's that? And we can rabbit trail to that. But she just literally looks up that, finds the ones, and you know, like I said, sometimes there are six of them. I said, you send me any of them that meet my criteria. One, two, three, six, 12. I don't care if they meet my criteria, you send them. And that's all she does. Just scrolls down the page, looks for stuff to jump off the screen. I've got a video at the top of the Facebook group right now. There's a link to our free Facebook group. Join it. It's a welcome video right up in the top featured section where I talk through how to scroll around on Amazon and see the stuff jump off the page at you. And that's, I think, one of the best early aha moments. There's five or six aha moments you'll have. That's one of the best ones. Next time you're shopping on Amazon, scroll around a little bit and you'll see stuff that you'll think to yourself, who in their right mind would pay that much money 
for that product. Mm-hmm. Once you know how to research it, you can know, well, maybe no one's buying it. Or the data says, wow, about 40 to 80 people a month are buying that. Well, how many sellers are there? There's only three sellers. Well, I could be the fourth seller on that item. I know where to go to get that. Welcome to the replens model. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, it's just about getting as many of them as you can and then selling against them. And as stuff sells, you go get more. You're not going super deep on any of these. And, and you, it works. You're just the latest example of a guy who's doing it and it works. You know, if you, if you follow the, the course, if you follow the replens and, and you follow the data, I have yet to really lose money on any of them yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might just break even on some where they tank the price or mm-hmm. the only thing I've lost money on is if I've broken it or something else. But, you know, it's really amazing. But one thing you said there to me on my online sourcing, my first aha moment was at school. I was on lunch break and I have two monitors and I was looking through my pictures. Okay, well, you know, Walmart, Del Monte, green beans over here, how much they, and then I just typed in Del Monte, green beans and Amazon on the other screen. And if you have both of them there and you're going 79 cents, 14.95, well, wait, and literally it's right there in front of you. And so you can literally do that for each brand. Yeah. Then scroll down and go, oh my gosh, because all the prices are here. And then all the sale prices are here. And that was the first online deal where it went, oh, it made sense then. Yeah, it clicks. Once you see a few of them, you're like, okay, that makes sense. And there's a few things you got to learn. You got to make sure you're tracking the shipping weight. Make sure you know all your expenses. Amazon takes a nice big bite out of everything that gets sold on their page. So you got to learn some of that stuff. Build a system. And this is an incredible business model. So congratulations on your awesome success, buddy. You're on a great trajectory. Truly an honor to work with you. Thank you for serving so well as a teacher. I don't get to thank a teacher very often. We homeschooled ours all the way up. So I don't get a chance to thank a good teacher all that often. Thank thank you, you. man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. You're on the front lines, dude. What else uh, is on your list? Is there anything else you wanted to share or go over um, with uh, the listeners today? Anything on your heart? I think I covered everything on my list. And the last one, though, is, you know, you don't have your spouse, significant other, whatever, does not have to help you in the business. But you want to make sure they're informed and that they're supportive. And then you have to make sure that you give them the time they need as well. Because especially I'm, I'm talking to guys here, we're very focused and we can get in that season of our life where we're literally focused 24 seven on something. And, you know, you, you have to make sure that, yes, this is my focus, but I have a family and I have a spouse that I have to take care of too. And so there's many days where, you know, I want to come home and jump in the garage to start doing products and everything else. I'm like, no, we're going to cook dinner. We're going to sit down and have dinner, maybe watch a show or whatever, you know, and, and you have to put your family first as much as, as important as business is. If you don't have a family, why do you need a business? Yeah, that's great, man. Great advice for sure. Those, those relationships. I'm not a big fan of the word balance. For some reason, I find myself using it less and less. I'm more about integrating, mm-hmm. you know, make it all overlap as much as possible. You know, maybe they're not helping you in the business, but they're in your office in your area. You know, so I'm prepping while they're, while watching a movie together and the kids can help if they want, they don't have to. And they're just kind of, that's our normal is it's all blended. You know, mm-hmm. not all the time. There's other times where we put it all down and just have fun as a family, but blend as much as you can. And I, I love saying I, I like those moments when I don't know if I'm being a good husband, being a good dad, being a good 
provider, being a good spiritual leader. I don't know which I'm being because I'm kind of doing all of them right now. <laughs> you know, create as much of that as you can. That's kind of been my goal. This integrated all in together. So we've always done this as a family and uh, it, as much as we possibly can, even though my wife's not entrepreneurial at all, she considers herself a very big piece of this. She really helps me make people decisions is what she does. <laughs> you know? So I've included her as much as she wants to be. And she includes me in her life uh, to the degree that I'm useful to help her make decisions. You know, we help each other out. And yeah, that's some great advice. That's the most important relationship you got if you're married, it's your spouse. So don't let it get in the way of that for sure. We actually coach people, you know, too, that come in. Uh, if they say, well, my spouse isn't on board, but I really want to do this. Like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Not a good plan. Let's get everybody on board. Getting everybody on board. Mm-hmm. That's right. Whether they're going to do it with you or not is irrelevant, but they need to be on board and supportive. Great, great tip to end the show with, man. It's been really cool hanging out with you again. Good to talk to you again. Well, it's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. And for the listener's sake, just uh, wrap this one up. It's similar to the way that I do most of them, but man, it's just been really good hanging out. When, when you're with somebody who has a teacher's heart, you just feel like you got a, a little jolt of good stuff, you know, just someone who really cares about other people. He wouldn't be doing, you don't go into teaching to get rich. (laughs) You know, no one does. It's kind of like going to the ministry. You don't do it to get rich, but man, you're a wealthy guy in regards to the future looks bright, the relationships you've built, all the kids that you've helped. And man, just an honor to have you on the team with us as a coach. So for the listeners, if you want to work with someone like this, maybe you want to work with Glenn. He's one of our latest coaches that we've added to the team. I'm just so proud of everybody on that team. We'll stick a link to Jim Cockrum coaching in the notes for you. But everything we mentioned today, the Proven Amazon course, all the tools, resources, they're all there as well. But I just want to end the show by saying we're in your corner. We see you as a fellow business building warrior. We're not your competitors. We're here to help you grow. We want to grow alongside of you. We'd love to see you be a coach like Glenn is at some point, maybe if that's on your heart and just serve others as you build something beautiful for you and your family. So God bless all the business building warriors out there. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Hey, before we end this episode, I spent a few minutes recently and recorded it for you with, it's not really a sponsor. They've never paid us before. And I don't have a payment arrangement with these guys, but they provide a valuable service to the Amazon seller community. And I just wanted to make the connection, introduce you to them. So this isn't really a sponsor slot, although they may at some point in the future be a sponsor. But right now, just a really cool company run by some really good guys who are good at what they do. And it's an opportunity for you to make more money if you're an Amazon seller, regardless of where you are in the world. Most of the people listening to this podcast are US-based or they're selling in the US. But regardless of what territory with Amazon that you're selling into, these guys can help you get into other countries. That's the service they provide. So if you're selling in the US and you've always thought to yourself, man, it'd be kind of cool to see how these products would do in Japan or Europe or some of these other places. Well, these are the guys that can help you make that happen. All the paperwork, the details, the importing rules and the uh, receiving the shipping discounts that they can offer you. It's just a cool concept. So I wanted to introduce them to you briefly today. So I'm going to get on, do an interview in just a moment with Rail. His name's Rail. He's with Z.co. There's a link. If you happen to use their services, they were kind enough to give us a 50% discount on their fees. If you look at the show notes for this episode, you'll see that. So if what he has to share with you today is of interest, you'll want to use that link. 
So you get that discount. And again, we're not being paid. This isn't an affiliate relationship or a sponsor relationship even yet. It's just a cool service. So who should be listening to this next segment? If you're selling products, you've got a handful of products. Let's say you're a replen seller and you've got your top 20%, your favorite products that do really well for you or some of these other unusual products. There's good chance that some of those, even if they're not branded to you, that you could be selling those internationally. And these are the guys to help make that happen. And obviously, if you've got your own brand, well, then that's even easier decision. Or if you're going through our provenbrandbuilding.com course right now, and you're learning how to put other people's brands into your branded box, that's a great opportunity too. Not so much with food, not so much with stuff that expires, consumables. It's a little trickier there. They shared with me and we didn't cover that in the interview. So I want to point that out. But anything with housewares, stuff that doesn't expire, that can sit, you know, home goods, those kind of things, kitchen, bathroom, even mentioned cosmetics are really hot internationally. There's opportunity there. So have a listen to what Rail has to say. I think we had a really good interview and you'll enjoy this last segment. And to recap, who should listen to this next segment? If you're selling stuff successfully on Amazon, pretty much anything in one country, and you're not in other countries yet, odds are these guys can help you get that process rolling, even if it's at a small scale. One of the things he shared towards the end of the interview, you'll hear him say it is, we've got clients that just ship a few boxes a month internationally, all the way up to working with some really big major resellers who own multiple private label brands on Amazon, everything in between. So enjoy this little segment. Let me know what you think. Reach out to z.co. That's Z-E-E dot C-O. But make sure to use the discount link in the show notes today before you do so you can get that 50% off. All right. Enjoy the episode. So I've got Rail with me now from z.co. Not, it's not z.com. It's Z-E-E dot C-O. And why don't you just briefly describe what it is you guys do for the listeners? Great. Hey, Jim. And uh, hi to your listeners. Really excited to be here. We're a big fan of your community and what you're doing for, for e-commerce sellers, specifically those in, in the Amazon FBA space. So yeah, we're really excited to be here and um, let's get straight into it. So uh, Z.co, we are a compliance importer of record and logistics specialist uh, to assist Amazon sellers in expanding their Amazon FBA businesses globally. Uh, we see ourselves as a one-stop shop solution in order to do that. That essentially is split into three core services. Uh, the first being a compliance service where we do an assessment of the, uh, the client's product, understand what the legal for sale and legal for import requirements are in order to get them into the particular destination country that they're looking to go. We also will assist our clients in actually obtaining whatever, that com- whatever compliance is actually necessary. Uh, the second core part of the service is an importer of record. That is a local entity with a physical presence in the destination country that gets listed on the customs documentation and takes liability and responsibility with the local customs office on behalf of the foreign importer. Uh, It is often a a legal requirement in in most of Amazon's major marketplaces. And then three, uh, you know, the third sort of core pillar is is value-added logistics. Um, So we're not afraid for it ourselves, but we partnered with freight forwarders and and courier services who have excellent experience, extensive experience in Amazon deliveries, uh, in which case then it becomes an end-to-end solution where we pick up the goods from the export country, we arrange for the international freight, act as the local importer, perform the customs clearance and pay over the duties and taxes, and arrange for final delivery to the Amazon facility 
while also ensuring that the products are fully compliant uh, with any local laws and regulations. Fantastic. It sounds like you've said all that before. <laughs> Good job, man. So if I'm an Amazon seller and I'm doing well in my current country, whatever that happens to be, typically for this audience, it's going to be the US as the primary country where I'm selling my products. And I'm thinking, man, I wouldn't mind testing out the waters to sell this in other countries. It's kind of an intimidating process. Correct me if I'm wrong. What you guys basically do is say, hey, let us help with the logistics of this thing. And tell us some stories of, of companies you've helped. And, and you and I have talked a few times now. So one of the things I want to emphasize for the listeners too, before I turn you loose is I understand this community that the people listening right now, odds are you're probably a reseller. That doesn't mean you tune this out. A reseller sells products that are branded to somebody else typically. And we're starting to learn how to put them in our own box and create our own brand with products branded to another person. Uh, but does that eliminate me from being able to use your services? Or you know, do I need to have my own labeled brand to be able to use your services? Talk us through that a little bit so we know who it is that should be paying attention to your services. Great. So I think just, just to answer the first part of your question, you know, if, if you've got a profitable product in your local market, especially if it's the USA, which is obviously the largest retail consumer market in the world, you know, as a business, we believe that if you have a successful, profitable product there, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a successful, profitable product in another country. Uh, what we've learned over time is that you know, different countries are different by culture, by religion, by ethnicity, by language, but people are actually 95% the same uh, as consumers. We want the same goods in our homes. We want the same uh, consumables. And uh, really, that, that's why uh, the, the, you know, this Amazon model is actually so beautiful, where, where you can resell or sell your products in, in all of the major marketplaces. You know, your audience being a reseller market, you know, from the last time that we spoke, I had to go and do a little bit more digging in, into our service offering and how it can apply to resellers. Uh, definitely, without a doubt, our service is applicable to resellers. If I'm going to go to the far end of the scale and say where it would be difficult for you, if you're selling patented brands, uh, let's say it's like Disney or uh, Hewlett Packard or Apple, if you're a reseller of those goods, the import process into new countries can become complex. You may need a license agreement, which gives you the permission to sell in those countries. There's various other things that might come into play. If you're a reseller of mid-tier brands, absolutely, without a doubt, uh, that's something we can help you with. And if you are boxing your own product, then, you know, again, that goes without saying. So uh, really, the, the thing just to consider when, when you're going into new countries that a formal import needs to take place. And if you are selling a brand that has a rights or licensing type of arrangement, that is where things might get complex at the import process. If that's not the case, uh, it's the normal compliance stuff that applies, testing certificates, uh, declaration of conformities, that type of thing that we may ask for, just depending on what, what category it's in. But absolutely, our, our service applies. And how do you guys get paid? What's your business model? I see this as filling a very big need in the space. And and uh, two questions. How many people are you working with? How many business entities and brands and sellers are you working with? Approximately is fine. If you're able to share that information, I didn't ask your permission to ask that question. And then and how do you guys get paid? At, at what point in the process are people paying you for your services and how's that work? Okay. So in terms of the number of clients, that is sensitive information that I can't share with you. But what I can tell you is that, uh, you know, just some background about us and, and where we come from and, and why we exist. 
Uh, we form part of a larger group of companies called the VAT IT Group. Uh, that's been around for about 25 years. It's the largest VAT reclamation and compliance group in the world. And you know, from the, the services that they were performing in the VAT space, various import of record businesses have been started within the group uh, that focus on different industries. You know, we really have top tier Fortune 500 clients in the, in the technology space where we're assisting them in importing into over 200 countries globally. We also assist medical companies get their clinical trial and medical equipment into uh, destinations where they don't have a physical presence or legal entity. So, uh, you know, to give your, your, your listeners some comfort over who we are, you know, we really do have extensive experience in the importing and logistics space. And, you know, there's obviously been a huge growth in e-commerce over the last 10 years. And uh, our founders have seen a real opportunity to offer our, our experience in regulation and importing for e-commerce sellers. Yeah, so you're serving some, it sounds like you're dealing with some smaller clients. In the e-commerce space, our clients range all the way from a one-man show, sending a couple of boxes a month into a new country, all the way up to Amazon aggregators with 30, 40 brands under their, under their umbrella. So we are, to say, we are client agnostic. We don't mind how big or small you are. Uh, we want to find a solution that is cost-effective and makes sense for you, uh, and that'll ultimately help you grow your business. That's really what we're, we're after. And talk um, me through the pricing briefly. Okay. I know that's probably a complex subject, but just give me an overview. So th- there's various moving parts to what we do. So as an importer of record, uh, we take a percentage of the value of the product uh, when we import it into a destination country. That percentage is varies based on the complexity of the product and the destination uh, of the goods. Uh, then on your invoice, you will see also a line item for duties and taxes, that's not a charge by us. That's a charge by the local government that we just pay over the taxes and duties on your behalf. So it's, it's just an on-charge. And then the third is, is for logistics, if you take part in our logistics offering. And again, that's partnerships with our logistics providers. So it's an on-charge. And in fact, what we do is we uh, allow our clients to leverage off our uh, sort of infrastructure in the sense that because of the, the volume of shipments that we're doing annually, we have really competitive rates with our logistics providers. And so our clients, you know, a, a guy sending a couple of boxes a month gets to benefit from the aggregator uh, who's sending a few containers a year or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're, you're grouping all of your clients into a buying group that gets a better discount price for all this international moving of goods. And, and you've become somewhat familiar. I congratulate you, by the way. I'm, you know, just so the listeners know, and so you know as well, as well, Rail. I would say for every 50 people that approach us and say, hey, we want to advertise and get in front of your community and and share what we have to offer because we are one of the larger active. I would say we're the largest when you look at the number of successful sellers we have. We just, we're a robust community. A lot of people want to get what they have to say in front of that community. And about one out of 50 actually go through the painful process of earning the right to get your message in front of our community. And it's my knowledge, we don't have any payment arrangement. You're not a sponsor of any kind. You're not paying us in any way. Just, I see this as a valuable service for our community and I want to bring it to everyone. But the thing, the reason I set all that up is you've kind of done your homework. You know our audience, you know who they are. We've referenced that. It's a lot of resellers and a good number of private label brands as well that I think instantly will see the value. But let's talk to those resellers for just a moment if you will, or to the whole community, share a couple examples of success stories that you guys have seen that come to mind. People who are using your services, you know, where were they before they started? Where are they now? What comes to mind? And again, I didn't 
give you a lot of time to prepare for that. I'm hitting you cold with some of these questions, but I think that's the best answer sometimes. No, no, no problem at all. And uh, just to just to address the first thing you said, we like I say, we we really are so excited to be here and and have the opportunity to to talk to your to your audience. And I really do hope that I can, you know, even if they don't use our service, that I can just bring a little bit of value in just in terms of learning something new about international shipping and transactions. And maybe we can we can get into that a little bit a little bit later. Uh, in terms of success stories, so uh, you know, I did I went and did some digging and. Actually, one of our most successful clients is a reseller. They're a Japanese-based uh, brand. Oh, well, Japanese-based seller. Sorry, not brand. That was the wrong wrong wording in this context. So they were selling in about five countries or four countries uh, when they when we found them or when they found us actually. And uh, they had four or five different suppliers helping them get their products into these different countries. They found Z. And we managed to simplify their supply chain by having one contact person for for the four or five countries that they were shipping to. And we managed to open up another three or four more um, for them in the process. On top of that, they were able to benefit from our volume-driven discounted freight rates. So yes, we, we do charge our own fee. We're in the business to make money, you know, just like everybody else. But that that fee is actually often absorbed into those freight-related savings. So what that showed us is that you know resellers really can have the opportunity to use our service if you know if they've got their their supply chain right uh, we can help simplify their supply chain and try and bring them a little bit more cost effective uh, more cost effective solution on top of that we can also help them uh, get their products compliant for the destination country and help them introduce new products uh, you know that they that they're looking to introduce so I hope that that's a useful story. Yeah, very useful story because it actually just triggered something in my mind, you know, just to restate what you just said. This is a service that conceptually could pay for itself just in the savings on the shipping fees that you're going to face. Because one of the realities of selling in another country is you got to get the stuff from where you are now <laughs> to that country. If you're doing it by yourself, you're going to pay a significantly higher rate. Sounds like you guys can get some pretty aggressive discounts that offset all the other fees that you would charge. It, it sounds to me like, just to talk to my listener base for a moment and see if this resonates with you, Rail, as I'm thinking out loud through who should contact you, who do I want to encourage and send your way? I think if you've got some, some hot selling ASINs as a reseller, now, if you're putting them in your own branded box, that's a no-brainer. You've built your own brand. That's a no-brainer. If it's hot in the US, it's going to be hot elsewhere. If it's hot in whatever country you're in, it's worth researching and testing. And Z is the company that can help you out. But I'm thinking to the, the resellers in our group, if you've got some lower-tier brands, the mid-tier brands, as Rail called them, you know, not the recognized Disney or Levi jeans or you know, the stuff that's got 50 lawyers on staff you know, at their corporate headquarters, not those guys but the smaller brands, you can help them navigate, these resellers navigate through getting those brands international. The brand may not even be international themselves yet. Whether they are or not, it's almost irrelevant. They're not on Amazon yet in Japan or Germany or these other countries. Hey, give it a shot. Why not? And just the discounts to receive in the shipping could cover the fees that you guys are charging, make it an easy decision. So how do people get a hold of you? What's the process there if they want to continue this conversation? I know there's a lot more you could share, but I just want to kind of get in today, get get this relationship shaping. We'll have you guys back again and maybe have you at our event this summer in August, uh, August of 2022. We'd love to have you guys there. But how can folks get a hold of you guys if they want to have a further conversation? 
That's awesome. We'd love to be there, uh, Jim. And uh, if just just to let your listeners know, if anyone's going to be at Prosper or uh, in Vegas in March or in in at White Label Expo in March in the UK, uh, we'll have a stand there. Come and meet us. I'll be there personally. Uh, we can chat about you know all these wonderful things in the e-commerce world. Just to to answer your question, where can they where can they get a hold of us? One of two two uh, ways. They can navigate to our website z.co. What I am going to ask is that they use the link that you share uh, on this podcast. Uh, that'll help us track that we know. We, it just helps us know that you came from the, the Silent Gym podcast. Alternatively, you know, obviously for having us on here and, and for giving us this exposure, that your learners can contact me directly on raell at z.co. That's R-A-E-L and another L at z.co. I'll either help you personally or I'll uh, pass you on to one of our specialist consultants to also uh, assist you. And for having us on the show today, we're going to offer all of your, your learners a 50% discount on the fixed fee uh, for their first shipment if they uh, end up signing up with us and, and wanting to go ahead. Oh, that's fantastic. So we'll stick that link in the show notes. We haven't come up with the link yet, but I'll probably mention in the introduction that I'll record later into this segment. And it'll be in the show notes as well for this episode today. So you can get 50% off your initial fee if you work with Z.co. So look for that link. Let them know you heard about Z on this program. And it sounds like Rail's going to take good care of you. So man, great hanging out with you today. I love what you guys are doing. I've loved learning a little bit about your leadership and how you guys run your business. We've had some great conversations and uh, thank you for your patience in pulling this together. You guys have been kind of seeking this out for a few months now. And uh, I really appreciate uh, what you guys are going to bring to the party around here. So, all right. Good hanging out with you, Rail. Thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. And I, I can't take credit for it myself. I've got an unbelievable team uh, that that I work with. You know, They really are the driving force behind the business. They're the one that have been so persistent about getting uh, in front of you that you know I'm just a bit of the face and the sales guy. But uh, yeah, anyway, thanks so much for, for having me here and uh, look forward to speaking to your your community in in the coming weeks. Yeah, let's let's do it. I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do. You're serving the the reseller community and the Amazon selling community so well. I'm excited to bring you into this one. So, all right, we'll talk soon then. Thanks, Rail. Cheers, Jim. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentjim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.